Hey guys, welcome to our Sermon of the Week podcast. Today's message is from Tom Sibling. If you're interested in partnering with us, check out our app or website for ways to give. So I was thinking a lot of things. Were you thinking a lot of things during worship? Primarily, I was thinking that uh, faith without works is dead. So, you know, while the presence of God can come in a room, if we don't take a step to what the Father's doing, then we miss the faith that's in the room, right? And so I feel like this morning, I was thinking about this on my way down this morning. I traveled for seven years and spoke at churches around the country, some in South Africa. And it was uncanny that when I would preach at a church, it would rain. <laughs> Let me tell you how I translated the rain. I said, Father, you are going to rain in that place today. The presence of the Father is going to rain down. And I... I just, you know, I, I was thinking so many things this morning during worship. I'm watching the banner go up, and I'm like, well, that will probably never be me, but that's awesome. I'm watching people wave a flag. I'm like, I don't think I've ever waved a flag, but I, I could. I, I just, I, I can tell you the, old, the older fat guy was dancing over here this morning. I haven't done that in a while. But I thought this, I, I went all the way back to Bethel Assembly of God in Dayton, Ohio, and I walked into the room and I sat, I walked around during worship, and I, I, I just, I like to see people in the back. How are you all doing back there? Good to see you. I see you. And I walked around the back and I just kind of, God, what are, you, what are you doing? And I remember kind of sitting towards the back. I mean, I was probably four rows from the back at Bethel Assembly of God, and it was my first Pentecostal service. And it was whacked. And so I don't know if you, if you're four rows this way or towards the back, if you've ever been in a service like this, but I can just tell you for me, the first Pentecostal service I ever went in was with my wife, now Cindy, who was then my girlfriend, and I stood in that room and I watched people Raised their hands, and I thought, well, that's a little radical. And then, then they started clapping, and I thought, that's really freaked out. Because I was raised in a church that you sang three hymns, you didn't smile, you didn't cry, and you sat down. And I'm like, well, these people are very energetic. And they really believe what they're singing is, like, going to happen. And then the coup de grace happened. A man gave a message in tongues louder than anybody I've ever heard. I didn't even know what tongues was. So if you think you had it rough this morning, if you're towards the back and you walked into this, I mean, it was Pentecostal worship this morning, right? Like, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Day of Pentecost, let's get in that room. Let's go. I, I, I think what needs to happen, oh, by the way, it's me, Tom. In case... In case you didn't recognize me, I just, somebody wrote on my, on my Facebook, every time you get up to preach and you don't have a hat on, I'm like, who's that guy preaching? It's me, Tom Sipling. 
I'm introducing myself to you. But man, it's burning in my heart. It's burning in my heart. And I think what we ought to do is I ought to not preach for a long. Somebody start praying. And I think we ought, to, we ought to have some works to our faith. I think we ought to have some response because, you know, at the time I went to that Pentecostal church, I had not a clue what the Holy Spirit was all about. I mean, not a clue. And I had to start diving into the Word of God to figure this thing out based on what God was speaking to me. And so I did. I, I want you to turn to Luke 18 because I, I want to preach this real quickly, but then I want us to respond. And I'm going to have the worship team come back up as soon as I'm done through this. And then we're going to respond because this is what I believe with all my heart. Listen to me. I believe God is going to heal the sick. I believe God is going to meet you when you felt like giving up. I believe God is going to meet anxiety and depression. I believe God is going to bring prodigals home. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. But faith without works is dead. We cannot sit in our seat and not respond to the presence of a living God. The Holy Spirit is in this room. He's in this room. And we have an opportunity to respond to him, the Holy Spirit. So let me read this real quick. This is the parable. We're all miracles and parables, right? This is a parable. The persistent widow. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Can I hear an amen? amen. He said in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Hmm. You don't want an attacking woman. All the men said, come on, preach it, Tom. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? Now catch this. Who cry out to him day and night. A brilliant study through the word of God is, what does God respond to when people cry out? It's an absolutely great study. If you've never done it, do it sometime. I don't have, I'm not preaching on that today. But when people cry out to God, they get answers to their prayers. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see they get justice and quickly. However, this, this, this next verse, this next uh, sentence has been on my heart for at least a decade. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Let's pray. God, take this word, penetrate our hearts. Convict us, inspire us, challenge us, and change us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I started thinking about this passage, and I thought, you know, 
Here's the disciples are having a conversation with Jesus, and he's telling them a parable. He's telling them a story. But this story is profound because of what will happen if we abide by the story that he's telling his disciples. Number one, listen to me. Then Jesus told his disciples. Listen to me. Jesus wasn't talking to the masses. He wasn't talking to the unsaved. He was talking to his disciples. Who is a disciple? A disciple is one who has chosen the narrow road and not the wide road. A disciple is one who immediately can drop their net to follow him. A disciple is one who prays and reads the word and worships him and gives them, his li- gives them their life. That is a disciple. See, in this room today, if we're going to capture what the Father is saying here, we got to know whether we're a disciple or we're a church attender. Here is something I have preached everywhere I've ever gone. I have this great fear of God that people can come and sit in these very comfortable chairs, walk out every Sunday, be a church attender, be a religious person, but not know him. Not a disciple. You see, Jesus is talking to his disciples. If you can't hear him this morning, you might want to ask your question. Ask the question, Jesus, am I a follower? Am I a disciple? Hmm. Would it not be the greatest travesty if at Providence Community Church, a Jesus church, People could sit in this room week after week after week. And when it came time to give account of your life, find out that you are a church attender, not a disciple. You see, I'm talking to the back row, to the front row. Because it's easy to carry the characteristics of a Pharisee. It's easy to carry the characteristics of a Sadducee and think that you're a follower of Christ, that you're truly a disciple, but your road has gone from here to here. You're not walking after Jesus Christ. You're walking after the things of this world. You see, it's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You see, I believe this with all my heart. You can't go anywhere in the Bible without God coming and penetrating the hearts of men and women. When the presence of God come, repentance is in the room. It's in the room. There has to be a, there has to be a repenting in the house of God for the presence of God in all of its glory, in all of its fullness to come and sweep us away. Right? You see, you can't come into the prayer room without knowing whether you're a disciple or not. Do you follow him? Are you passionate for him? Do you go after him? Do you have a prayer journey with him? Do you have intimacy with him? Do you read the word as if Jesus Christ is the one that I'm reading about? I'm not just reading it informationally. I'm reading about the son of the living God. And this is who he is. So when I go into my prayer and I have to be persistent, 
I come as a disciple. I take that discipleship and I move into a friend of God. I take a friend of God and I move into, I'm a son. I'm a daughter. That when I move into persistent prayer, if I know the label that I carry, when I walk into that room, I know the presence of God will meet me. He will. Guaranteed. Then he says to them, a parable to show them that they should always. You see, Jesus was so good about showing before he told them you should. You see, then we've got to ask the question, all of us in this room, are we showing them so that we tell them they should, they see our life and they go, he shows me by the way he lives his life. He shows, she shows me by the way she lives her life. And now I can look at you and say, you know, you should. But there can't be any shooting in the room if there's not showing in the room. If there's not lifestyle in the room, there can't be shooting in the room. That sounded pretty close to that bad word. <laughs> there can't be any of that either. Come on now. I mean, if I was really bold, I'd just say it, but I, yeah, I won't. I'll be good for all of you online. I love you. Look at this. What does he tell them? What's he trying to show them? What's he telling them they should do? They should always pray, and they should not give up. Come on, look at the one on your right. Well, no, you, because everybody would be looking that way. Look at the person next to you and go, you know, you should always, go ahead, tell them, you should always pray, and for crying out loud, don't give up. <laughs> that was the sibling translation of that verse. Listen to me. Go to Luke 5, 16. Come on. Luke 5, 16, what does it say? But Jesus often withdrew to the lonely place and did what? Prayed. You see, you can't should them until you show them. You have to be a man or a woman of intimacy before you can say you should blah, 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 blah. You see, what I believe is that when we get ready as disciples and we penetrate the inner room of God, we penetrate the place of God, guess where it takes us? Go to Acts chapter 1. It about to get Pentecostal. Acts chapter 1, verse number 4. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Oh, we all love that, right? I got that circled in my Bible, wait. Go ahead. If you write in your Bible, circle that. For the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about, for John, the Bap John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 7, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father is set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jump over to verse 14. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. 
Here's what I know about the body of Christ and the church. We better build the house of prayer because that was the first command that was given to the body of Christ. Call, build the house of prayer. If we're not praying, if, we, if we've not come in as a disciple, as a son, as a daughter, as a follower of Christ, we haven't entered into that room. We don't know who we are. But when we get in that room, if we're not gathering together constantly in prayer, we have a prayer room. 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 I think it's incredibly interesting that when Jesus gives this parable, he talks about a widow. Because you know who I know how who I know knows how to pray? Women know how to pray. If I call a prayer meeting in any church, I can, I can promise you the majority of the people in that room will be women. I don't know what it is built in them. All I can tell you is us men need to learn how to pray. The greatest men that you will ever know in the history of the church were men that knew how to pray. The Andrew Murrays, the John G. Lakes, the Smith Wigglesworths knew what it was to pray. When you get in that room, the widow, think about a widow, right? A widow has gone through the grieving process of losing her spouse. The widow is a woman who is by herself and alone with no one to watch out for her. And Jesus chooses in the parable to describe a widow is the persistent one that comes into the presence of God. I won't embarrass this lady that I've known, but she's sitting on the second row. And if there's anything I know about this woman, she is a mighty woman of prayer. Prayer, give me some women that know how to pray. We were in a meeting, right? We were in a meeting. Knock on the door. We were in the conference room. The gal says, hey, I'm here to pray. I'm like, standing ovation. Let's go. A woman is here to pray for the women's arena that night or the next night. I can tell you this. God shows up when people gather constantly and they begin to pray. You know what I love to see? Because I watched the worship team this morning, and they didn't even leave the platform. You know what I would love to see? People walking up and down every row, praying and interceding for this service. Hey, there's a woman in this room. I'll take a guy that wants to gather people at 830 to walk this room and pray for the presence of God and for his power to move in this room, I, 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 there's no formal sign-up at a Connect Center. Could we just start doing it? Listen, I walked through the season at Christ Community Church in Camp Hill when Dave Hess was diagnosed with stage 4 leukemia. What I can tell you about that season of my life in that church was they gathered constantly to pray, constantly to pray, constantly to pray, constantly to pray. And you know what happened? That's right, a miracle. 
I can tell you, I, I, he's written a book about it. I, I, I don't have time to tell you the story, but I wish I could. Because when people gather together constantly in prayer, they pursue the Father. They've come in as sons and daughters. They don't expect anything less than an answer to their crying out. Why do I want to come to wind? I want to come to win, not to do a conference. I want to come to win to gather some people that will come together in the presence of God. And then let's ask the wind to blow. And then let's see what God does. Because what happens in the prayer room doesn't stay in the prayer room. It's not Vegas. You see, in Acts chapter 2, when the Spirit of God was poured out, Peter goes out to the streets. Peter goes out to the streets. Peter goes out to the streets. When this church is stirred by prayer, when this church finds repentance through prayer, when this church, the fire of the Holy Spirit through prayer, I promise you what happens in this church will not stay in this church. Come on, that's church. That's a Jesus church. 3,000 people were added to the church because Peter stood up and prayed because the power of the Holy Spirit came over his life. Prayer, persistent prayer. When you think, how many people are gonna get to heaven and God look at them and go, dude, you are one prayer away from the miracle. Why should you never give up? You might be one prayer away from the miracle. You see, when you go into that room, you open the door and you walk in, you got to know who you're meeting with. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God of the universe, the creator, the one who can deliver whatever you're walking through. If you stay persistent, why don't we stay persistent? I don't get an answer to my prayer. I don't really see him for who he really is. I'm blinded by the gods of this age. I'm not on a narrow road. I'm on a wide road. I couldn't see him because you can't see the Lord without holiness. Last one, you ready? It's only 1124. Tom, you're doing great. Don't give up. Don't give up. You ever heard the phrase dark night of the soul? I've been in the dark night of the soul. You've been in the dark night of the soul? All I can tell you is I'm still standing here preaching the word of the Lord because the dark night of the soul, when I found the secret place, I found the alone place, I was broken. I was destitute. I was desperate. But I cried out and I cried out and I cried out. But how many of you know people who have made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ that after years, because of what they went through, they have walked away and abandoned Jesus? I know them. It breaks the heart. Can I look at every one of you and say, don't give up? I don't know if you're praying for a prodigal. I don't know if you're praying for a healing. I don't know if you're praying for revival for this, this body of people. <sighs> what would it look like if this became a church of prayer? I mean, a church of prayer. 
I mean a church of prayer. When my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then, then, then. You know how I know that prayer's going on in this room? When things aren't staying in this room and they're out there and people I hear through conversations when I walk through the community, people talking about, did you hear what's going on at Providence Community Church? Do you know those people have really fallen in love with Jesus? Did you hear that somebody got saved? Did you hear somebody got healed? You see, signs and wonders follow those who believe. Let me end with this. You ready? The last question Jesus asks, this, this apprehends my heart. Will I find faith when I return to the earth? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The righteous live by faith. What makes faith so difficult? It doesn't live in the five senses world. It lives in the unseen world. And so when I start thinking about coming to Jesus, crying out day and night, I have to ask myself, is, is faith in my praying? Because listen to this, look at this, look at this, look at this. The centurion, Jesus says, I've not found such great faith in all the earth. Jesus calms the storm and he says to the disciples, oh, you of little faith. The paralyzed man, the four guys, right? Jesus saw their faith, it says. The blind man, according to your faith, you are healed. The Canaanite woman, woman, you have great faith. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, Jesus looks at them and says, you have little faith. The woman with the blood issue, your faith has healed you, Jesus says, after she touches his garment. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. Let me help you with the faith issue. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Men and women that are in this book, if, if I would say about this generation, they are biblically illiterate, I would be more right than wrong. So then the question becomes for me is whose fault is it? Because we're the previous generation, it should be passing down what it is to read the word of God. And if they are illiterate, then we have some responsibility. You see, men and women, you know, somebody asked Spurgeon one time, so, so Charles, what's more important, prayer or the word? He said, well, let me ask you a question. What's more important, inhaling or exhaling? See, my guess, if I would take the temperature of the Western culture church, is there's little prayer taking place. We as pastors have a responsibility to build a house of prayer. One of my all-time favorite things to do was on Saturday nights with my pastor in Des Moines, we would walk the sanctuary every Saturday night. We weren't required to, but we got to. And we prayed for this gathering. Because I believe God answers prayer. Faith. So how do, we, how, do we, how do we do this faith thing? So many people get hung up on the religious side. 
And they say, well, if I just had more faith, stop. You're not working to get more faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You're getting a deeper revelation of who you're reading about. Faith only appropriates what Jesus already did on the cross. If you're a follower of Christ, you've been given a measure of faith. You can't come into the kingdom of God without faith. Why is it easy to believe that somebody got saved more than it is somebody got healed? Because the salvation stays in the spirit realm. The healing has to come into my five senses world. And then it gets hard, right? Especially if you don't see the manifestation of such. How many have ever experienced or been a part of a miracle? See, see, for me, we need more hands. Because it ought to be the norm of the body of Christ. So here we go. You ready? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna worship. But I'm gonna make this invitation. Persistent. We ought always to pray. Never give up. You got to know who you are when you come into the prayer room. You got to know who's in the prayer room when you walk into the prayer room. And you got to know what he's going to do for you when you get there. Do you see him? Do you see him? Do you see him? I just want to say, the young guy on the back row, the second one in with the long hair, I was standing behind you during worship, and God just said, I see you. That's all I wanted to say to you. I see you. God said, I see you. I see you. I see you. So here we go. You ready? Close your eyes. Here we go. It's time for action. It's time to put faith into action. You ready? Here we go. You ready? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you feel like you've fallen into the trap of church attender, but let me go a step further. If you know you've been backsliding, what does that mean, Tom? That means I'm further from God than I was when I started. It doesn't mean you're a heathen. It doesn't mean God's given up on you. It just means it's time to get back on track, get on the narrow road, and get running towards him. And I'm going to ask you to be incredibly bold. I am going to count to three. I want us to enter into that room where Jesus Christ is waiting. And he said, listen, listen, those of you that are about ready to stand, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Grace much more abounds. Grace, 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 grace. Do not let the condemnation of the enemy steal this moment from you. Grace. There is grace. But Jesus said, if you, if you identify me in front of men, I will identify with you in front of the Father. So when I count to three, if you say, you know what, I need to start a walk with God. Don't know what it all means, don't know what it all looks like, but I know, I know, I know that's where I need to go. Or if you say today, hey, Tom, I'm that church attender, and I know I need to get back to God, and I need to start running towards him. When I get to three, I'm going to ask you to stand up. Ooh. Ooh. 
Faith without works is dead. Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Stand up right where you're at. Come on, 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 come on. Ah, come on. Come on, would you guys do one more thing for me? Would you just come, come, come stand with me? I love you, 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 I love you. Come on, come on. I know you're looking at each other like, ah, I'm not going to keep you long, I promise. You can drift away. I just want to pray over you. I want to pray for you. Come on, 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 come out of your seat. Come on. That step, that walk is doing something. It's doing something. Listen, that, uh, this action that you're doing, it matters. It matters, it matters, it matters, it matters. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Now, 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 family of God, make a shield around them. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Men and women of God, come on, make a shield around them. Make a shield around them. Make a shield around them. Come on, come on, Jesus. Jesus. Those of you that are standing down here, would you just... This might be a little weird for you, but could you look at me just for a minute and just put your hands like this right here? Just say, God, here I am. All it means is, God, I, 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 I need you. 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 God, these people have been so incredibly bold and so incredibly courageous to come and say, hey, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you. I want to come into that room where I see you, where you meet me, and I can cry out to you and not give up, not give up, not give up, not give up, but to pray, to pray, to pray. Come on, those of you that are a shield around these people, just pray over them right now. Come on, just pray over them right now. You don't even need to know what their need is. Just pray. Put a hand on the shoulder. Just pray over them right now. God, those that have slidden away, God, I'm so grateful for those that are they're, they're running to you, Jesus. I see people running across an open field and they're coming to you and they're coming to you. And your arms are open wide and you're saying, come on, boy, come on, girl. I'm ready to hug you. I'm ready to be with you. I'm ready to embrace you. I'm ready to have intimate moments with you. Come on, if you're, if you're, if you're in this room and, and you say, Tom, I'm going through the dark night of the soul. I'm going through health stuff. I'm going through a, a prodigal. I'm going through uh, anxiety, depression. I'm, I'm going through marriage issues. I'm going through personal. Just would you, would you just lift one hand up to the Lord? Say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. I have faith in you. 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 Come on, can we sing that? Can we sing, see the Lord? Thanks for checking out our Sermon of the Week. If you have questions or would like to get connected, download our app or visit us at providencecommunity.org.